Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Kuf Yud Zion in Yavamas. Apologize that yesterday's daf, uh, for those who uh, listen on the internet, somehow there was a malfunction of the uh, player and it didn't work. Hopefully it'll be corrected today if you're listening to this. All right, it says the Mishnah at the bottom of um, Kuf Tes Zion Amid Beis. That's where we left off. We're speaking about a case where a woman came and testified herself. She had gone overseas with her husband. She came back and testified that he had died. So we said, in a regular case, you believe her. Not only that, says Beishamai, but she can get her ksub as well. Now she's entitled to demand the uh, monetary benefits, or you know whatever you want to call that, the monetary uh, um, uh, payments that she's entitled to upon leaving the marriage, even though it's her own testimony that makes her leave that marriage. She's entitled to that. Beishamai, no. Tinasa, she can get me married, We're concerned about a niguna. Fine, she claims she's a niguna. Her husband's dead, and there's nobody to testify about it. We'll let her get married, but she's not entitled to take the money. Amlam says, I understand you. He tied to erva chamura. You're matur erva. You know, when adultery is okay. You say she's not really married. You let her get married. So lo natur mamanakai. You're not going to let her have the financial things. Mamun is a lot generally kesef is a lot easier, uh, more cool than uh, than erva. We find that brothers cannot get Yerusha based on her evidence because that's a monetary thing. Pasuk says, "I'll be shnayim edim yakom daver." So, Gabi herself getting remarried, fine. Mishimugudah kol rabbanan, but you're not going to allow financial matters to take place based on her on her testimony alone. Therefore, she doesn't get the ksubas as beisul. Amlam beisham beishama retorted, "Mahalo misefik ksubaso ksubalim." Look, look at the words of the of the ksub itself. It says, "Shukosav la." He writes from the ksuba, "Im tinasi laacher." If you get married to somebody else, titli mashakasu lechir, you will get you could take the money that I've written to you. So, in other words, the fact that what entitles her to get the ksub is the fact that she's remarried to somebody else. So the things should work together. The chazbeisul eventually agreed with beishamai that she is entitled to her ksuba because since she gets remarried, she's entitled to her ksuba. From this lachar, you would see that let's say she just says, uh, "My husband died." She says, "Okay, you can get remarried." She doesn't get remarried. She just, you know. She just says that because she get a ksuba. Apparently not. It's only if she gets married to the other guy. Normally, just being matter, okay, she has a heter. But if she doesn't carry through and get married to somebody else, maybe she wouldn't get the ksuba. Let's say she says her husband died and she goes into yibum based on that. You know, she marries her the husband's brother. Then the yavum testek. Remember, who gets the nachla? The yavum takes the nachla of his deceased brother if he performs yibum. So if Chisda says, you know what, in the Siyadma, Yavama Nichlas Nachla, he goes up here, he takes the Nachla, he takes the Nachla based on her own testimony. Even though we just said, you know, even though Beis Hill said originally that, uh, they were more at the end, they said originally that you don't get financial matters, she doesn't get, but the oven does get it based on her rank. Why? At the end, what Beishamai convinced Beisol by saying, look at the words of the Ksub itself. It says in the Ksub, if you marry somebody else, you'll get your Ksub. If they dash in the words of the Ksub, we're not going to dash in the words of the Torah. If the Avam, once he marries her, will take the place of the brother, get the name of the brother, meaning get his whole Yerusha, get his whole estate, same thing where he comes. Therefore, he's entitled to the Yerusha, to, to the, the estate of the brother. <coughs> Let's say she comes into Bez and she says her husband died. He tirumi we now say allow me to remarry Matirin also. Like we saw in our Mishnah. In the Stam case, if it's not a case where we think 
that she would be guesstimating uh, by not being careful. For example, in the case of a war, if there's a fight between them, and she comes and says, listen, uh, my husband has died, allow me to remarry. They allow her to remarry. But not much to give her ksuba. Unless she walks into court and she says, uh, give me my ksuba. My husband died, give me my ksuba. She doesn't say, allow her to remarry. You don't even allow her to get remarried because my time I died to the ksuba. So when she comes and she walks in the bed and says, listen, my husband's died, give me the ksuba. So she's not even, it doesn't even look like she's looking for a head. It looks like she's just getting for, looking to get the money, claiming the money that we don't even allow her to get remarried. So, so why? Why my time I died to the ksuba? So she's coming in for the, for the ksuba because she says, give me my ksuba. Let's say, he brought with this question. Let's say she says both. Allow me to remarry based on the fact that her husband died and give me my ksuba. Now, since she mentions the ksuba, I died to the ksuba, so she's coming in for the money, you don't believe her. Whatever they say, everything in a person's, uh, in a person's written, a person's claim, he tells the best. And so here also she says, allow me to remarry and give me my ksuba. Anything that a person's going to say he tells Bezin. So she's really coming to get remarried, but she also wants her money. What happens if she asks for the money first? She says both, but she asks for the money first. Allow, give me my ksuba and allow me to remarry. Here she's body coming to the ksuba because she says ksuba first. Could be a very bitch. She doesn't know what allows her to remarry. And the woman that is not necessarily a time of she knows when she gets divorced that there's a root of divorce and there's also ksuba. But she might think that she's not, maybe she's not entitled really to get remarried until her collects her ksuba. Maybe the ksuba is also part of the get process. She doesn't know. So therefore she says, give me the ksuba and give me the get. Maybe she doesn't know and therefore you should allow her to be married. So that, stand, that question stands. Pardon? Yeah. Yeah, she can get the money uh, even if she doesn't remarry. Could be, or it could also be that it's only if she actually remarries. Now, there's based on this far, but Beishamay says, but if she doesn't really marry, <coughs> but you could be right. It could be that just the hatcher of the Bezdin, it's not necessarily that she has to remarry. Meaning that if she's allowed to remarry somebody else, that's good enough also. But not clear, because Basil wanted to say originally, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe so. Maybe that's what Basil was motivated to. Not if she actually got married, but if she, as long as she, had, that doesn't gave that. What I'm saying is it's not clear. You can't see it necessarily in the words of the Mishnah or in the words of the Gemara. Could very well be that you're right, that just allowing her to remarry is what the Talos would exhibit. Or it could be that Basil would, would wait until it, but this far I would even say is more logical because what are you going to do? She's only going to get the ksuba if she remarries. So let's say she doesn't find somebody to remarry. She's not entitled to the ksuba. It's not as far to say that. It's as far to say, you know, if you know she's divorced, fine, then she gets the ksuba even if she doesn't remarry. But if she's only getting the ksuba based on her testimony, based on her testimony, then we say, okay, for carry through. We want to make, maybe just, maybe just deploy to get your money. Right. So therefore you might, you know, you could see it that maybe, maybe they would require her to actually get remarried make sure that she's not, you know, taking a chance of being a zone or committing adultery. If we see that you're going to go as far as not to be, not, you know, that, it, that it's not adultery, you don't consider adultery, you're actually getting married, then we'll give you the ksuba. Otherwise, maybe you'd have a claim. Hakar Meleida, there are five people, because we'll see, who are not believed to give testimony about it. We just said a woman is believed. Anybody's believed when it comes to Adis Isha to say 
their husband died, but there are five women who we consider hate, they, they hate one another. And they don't, they don't believe. Why? Because their, their intention is always to cause them evil. For example, a co-wife. Co-wives usually hate each other, you know, because they're always contending for the husband. Not only even in monetary matters, for his attention, etc. So it gives you five cases. I call them Manalahi, that they're five, everybody's believed to give testimony about her, like you said, even a woman. Right? Chutzmichamos, except for her mother-in-law. Because her mother-in-law can't stand her, because her mother-in-law always, her mother-in-law always says, listen, I worked hard, I raised this boy, and who's going to get all the benefits of his education? He went to Harvard, he got a college degree, got all this stuff, and, and I put him through college, and who's going to get the benefits? Me? No. The wife is going to get everything. So she always, even though she might like her, but, you know, in many cases when they love one another, but there's, there's at least suspicion. So therefore, her mother-in-law is not believed. Baschamos, also the sister-in-law. The sister-in-law, meaning the daughter of the Chamos, also saying, listen, her mother hates her because of all this, so she grew up in that house. But Saras, as we said, a co-wife, the Yavimta, and what? Yavimta is also her potential sister-in-law, right? Because she's also afraid that eventually she'll be her Tzara. So think about it. Reuben and Shimon are married to, to, to two women, and, uh, and, uh, and, and the wife of Shimon cannot give testimony uh, about about the wife of Ruvain, uh, about yeah, about the husband about about Ruvain, to say that she to say that when he maybe didn't die because that might cause her to commit adultery which she, this one might be why would she be happy with adultery because she's happy if her sister in law commits adultery because that will that will allow her that will uh, disallow her to be her sister in law anymore and there's no chance of her ever becoming her co wife in other words when the, when people did have yibum. There's, the woman's always concerned, boy, one day she might, be, she might be moving in with us. If this guy dies and there's no children, she might be moving in with me. So I'd like to make her life miserable by falsely testifying that she's allowed to remarry and she's, and she's not. Ubas Bala also, this is really like a stepdaughter. The daughter of her husband, like a stepdaughter. Also, the daughter figures, listen, my parents worked hard and who's getting all the money now? Doesn't it happen? You know, a man die, a, a, a woman dies and uh, you know and, and they've got there's children in the family all of a sudden the old man marries somebody else and changes the uh, you know, changes the will everything goes to the to the new wife and they're all resentful so they like nothing to do that they'd like very much to ruin her what about by getting by getting these women are believed to say the funny enough funny enough we're going to have later on you know to bring a get you have to have get and have to be written on but we have a tekan, you have to have Adam written on there Adam Adam Masira Adam Chatima but uh, <coughs> you, you, to, to bring in, to bring a uh, get from Dina Sayam, anybody could say, it was written in front of me, it was signed in front of me. Even one of these women. Why do these women believe there? Ma ben get levisa, shak But there you've got a written get, you've got a document. But here, when you're simply saying that anybody's believed to say this man died so she can get remarried, well, anybody is going to be limited. We're going to limit it to these five cases of women who are potential haters of her. Iboilu, What about, you mentioned, the daughter of her mother-in-law, correct? But that's really your sister-in-law. The daughter of her mother-in-law, what about her sister-in-law if it's the daughter of her father-in-law, not the mother-in-law? Mao. Mao. Time of the Baschamos and Mishim Ima the son-in-law is the reason why the Baschamos because the mother-in-law hates her, right? So he nami so her so the daughter also hates her. The mother of the daughter-in-law, which is the sister-in-law, also hates her. Here you don't have a mother-in-law hating her because this is the daughter. This sister-in-law is the daughter of the father-in-law. Oh, Dilma, time of the Baschamos. The Amar Akachal Girsam Dima. 
uh, maybe the reason why the dawn lights is because she says, listen, you know, we grew up in this family, now this, this, this Sigekimmer, this, this girl who married my brother is gonna take, is gonna eat up, uh, you know, all the Arusha and all the hard work of my mother. She's also saying, listen, what's his mother-in-law or father-in-law? Either way, this new girl who married the brother is taking over, this sister-in-law is taking over our, you know, our harder, our family's hard-earned work. So what would you say about that case? A sister-in-law is not, not Bas Chamosa, but Bas Chamia. Tashmal being a proof Nashim says, everybody's believed except for five, and he lists those five. Well, this isn't one of the five. The Anisa, if you want to include this, she's seven, there should be six. So is there a Dilma time note? So the answer is maybe that's included in Bas Chamosa. Maybe Bas Chamia is included in Dilma time note, Bas Chamosa, Dhamma, Akachal Girsana, which he takes out the Bein because he eats from Ramachadima. The reason why Baschamos is not believed because she says, listen, she's eating my mother, my mother's hard work, right? So Loshna Baschamos, Loshna Baschami. Either way, that's far of hard work. You know, she's eating, this, uh, this sister-in-law is, is eating our, our family's hard work applies to whether this, uh, sister-in-law is a daughter of the mother-in-law, a daughter of the father-in-law. So therefore, there's no, you can't prove it wrong from our Mishnah. What about Vanantan? We learn Chutzmi Shevanashim. Our Mishnah says, or Vatanya, we, we, uh, we said in our Mishnah, you, you say it's not included. Uh, you, you know, you, we learn in our Mishnah that, we learn, our Brisa says that there are seven women, uh, or excluded, that there's two more. So, the, so the fact is that you can learn this Kash in several ways. You could say that the Kash is Stam on our Mishnah. So why we, how, we, how do you say five, this is seven? Or you could learn the Kasha is really on the discussion that we're having right now. If you say what, that there's a five one and this is, and there's a sixth one, right, or you say that it's not a sixth one because it's included the five, so why did it mention in a price of five, a seven? So he would be the Gosek Rebuter, the Tanner of Yosef, of Ashesav, even what the mother in law, in other words, the stepmother. Ashesav means your father's wife, it means your step, uh, it means your step, the, the, your stepmother, right, Ashesav, Vakala, also a daughter in law. Right. So the answer would be, what do you mean? That's not adding two more. The, the step stepmother-in-law, right? Your, ste- or your step, uh, not 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 stepmother. Stepmother is the same as stepdaughter because if one hates, if the, if the stepmother cannot testify about the stepdaughter, that means that there's a bad relationship there. So and the daughter-in-law is included in mother-in-law if a mother-in-law can't testify about the daughter-in-law so a daughter-in-law can't testify about a mother-in-law Rabbi Yudas says, Rabbi Yudas, no, the two things don't go together. The mother-in-law hates the daughter-in-law. Why? Because mother-in-law says, I worked hard for my son, I put him through college, and why should she get all the benefits? She's, she's, this daughter-in-law is eating up all my hard work. So why should a daughter-in-law hate the mother-in-law? I understand why what why the daughter of the husband hates what the stepmother in other words the stepdaughter hates the step hates the stepmother because look the stepmother came in now and she's eating up all our family's hard work she's my mother's hard work this you know this this woman my mother worked hard to give us a good family here and to build up our house and this stepmother's coming and taking everything why should the mother-in-law why should the stepmother hate the stepdaughter the therefore the two things don't go together so Elamai Mosef Tarti. So that's the reason why Ibrahim is the two things don't go together. You know, they're not reverse, right? Is, so why did he add two more? So why did he add those two? He's the one who said that the uh, Rebbe Yehuda added on 
Why? Why would the why would a, why would the stepmother or a daughter in law hate uh, you know not be able to give testimony? So why does the daughter in law hate the mother in law? The Megalabra called the Avta. Because the daughter in law uh, the the reason she hates the mother in law because the mother in law is always telling the son, you know, what's wrong with, with his with his daughter-in-law? You know, she's always like, you know, she's she's telling her, she's telling her, her this woman, this daughter-in-law's husband, on her. She's ratting on her. <laughs> Sometimes it's a good one. Why does the stepmother hate the stepdaughter? The Galavia called Avda because also the stepdaughter is always the stepdaughter is always telling her father, her real father, what the stepmother is doing. All right, so he found his reason. Not true. The way you are to one is the way, you know, the way you are to somebody is the way you react to you. The five women, Mela and the Mishnah, that are mentioned, those are obvious, the Mishnah gives, you know, there's understandable reasons why they hate it, but everybody else not included. The way, uh, the way you react is the way you react to them. To my opinion, the way you look into the water is the way the water reacts to you. If you do it, Not no, it's not all economic. It's not all economic. It's partially economic. We'll get to that. Let me just give, put that aside for a second. We'll get to it in a second. I thought you wanted to say that the two, these two things are in steer up. You know, if it's kamayim upon him upon him, right? The way you act. So then there could have good mothers-in-law and good daughters-in-law too. But apparently there's some basic things there that stand out. There are some are economic and some are not economic, as we'll see. As we'll see in the case that the cases that we've explained so far. Those are economic. You know, she's in the other. For the, but in the, the case of the girl is not, 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 and, all, and neither is Sara. Sara is also not. It could be it's economic, but it's also could be we're just fighting for the contention as the Sara, the Yavimta, right? The case of the Sara and the Yavimta, it's not only economic. It's because they just you know they're going to be contending for his attention. They're going to be fighting in house all the time. The, la- the last Rashi on the page, we're going to get that. Right, right, exactly, right. Right. Intertwined sometimes, but yeah, they could be separate. For a Behuda, what about Behuda? That whole Pesach is talking about Torah. Rashi has two questions. One is, if you want to understand Torah, if you want to, if you learn Torah well, if you put in the effort, you'll get it back. And if you put in the effort to understand the Gemara, it will give it back to you. Or, that's one shot. Uh, another shot Rashi says is if your Rebbe is Mazber in a good way that's he's Machim he makes you smart if you want to get smart from your Rebbe if he's the way he gives you the Torah that's the way about him that's how you'll be smart so there's two ways in Rashi to explain the Pesach of Rabban and of the abuses that that's the Debe Torah but the general shot is the way you look to somebody is the way they react to you in any case uh, so the Rabbanan say, therefore, that the, two, the other two are not necessarily included, right? Um, so, so um, in the Machlots between Rebuta and uh, and Rabbanan, are there additional two or not? One shot we said at the beginning is the Eishes of Rebbechlau Basabal and Kalare Rebbechlau Chamosa. So, therefore, it's not that I said before that the command Pum came out of the Aronim, but rather, if the mother-in-law hates the daughter-in-law, the daughter's going to hate the mother-in-law. Right, and that's just how it works. And if the stepmother hates the uh, stepdaughter, or the stepdaughter hates the stepmother, the stepmother will react that way to her as well. So therefore, uh, you know, therefore, 
if one hates one, the given the boss of boss of she's also going to hate her. So Rabban are not that's not what I said before that uh, yeah, well sometimes you'll have a good one. That's, that's not what they're saying over here. Saying the Mishnah tells us that there are five people who hate each who hate who hate the who hate the other person. Well, the other person on the receiving end is going to hate them as well. That's, that's the shot of Kamayim upon upon them. Therefore, the Rabbanans say that when we said those five, it's not just those five, it's also the reverse. If the Tsar hates you, you hate the Tsar. If your mother-in-law hates you, you hate your mother-in-law. If your stepmother hates you, if your stepdaughter hates you, you, you will hate your stepdaughter. That's what the Rabbanans say. And, and uh, Rabbi Uda says, uh, no, there's, se- there's separate reasons for them, and therefore these two have to be included. So the, at the end of the day, there's no machlokas that all that these seven are included. Except the Rabbans say, those extra two you're adding are really part and parcel of what we said in the Mishnah. The Rabbi says, no, it's a different svara for them. The reason why they hate them is because they're Megal Rabbanar called Macha Abda. Amrav Achi Bavi they asked this question in Eretz Yisrael. What happens about a mother-in-law who wasn't the original mother-in-law. She's a mother-in-law that might become your mother-in-law. What does that mean? Reuben and Shimon are two brothers, right? You're married to one of the... You're, you, you, this girl is married to Reuben, one of them, right? Now, there are, two, there, there are two brothers, but they have the same father. That's why Eden would apply. However, they didn't have the same mother. This girl married Reuben. So her mother-in-law is Yenta. Okay, that's her mother-in-law, Reuben's mother. Later on, later on, let's say she died, and... Reuben's father married somebody else and had Shimon. Call her Basha. Okay, so there's so Basha is a potential mother-in-law. What is a potential mother-in-law? That if this girl falls even, if Reuben dies, no children, she falls even to Shimon, she'll have a new mother-in-law. Could that new mother-in-law, who's not her mother-in-law right now, would she be believed or not? And she's 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 a mother-in-law who might come later on. Now, can she give testimony now? Give me about about this thing. Would she think, well, listen, maybe uh, maybe uh, the husband's going to die and and she's going to fall before the oven, the sunny one. She's going to hate her then. She doesn't hate her right now because she's not a mother-in-law yet. Mother-in-law hates the daughter-in-law, but she's not a mother-in-law now. But she's a potential mother. We're talking about a mother-in-law who's already a mother-in-law. Your mother-in-law now. She hates you now because you know because you're you're eating up her her hard work that she put into her son. But this is a potential mother-in-law. Would she think that way? And therefore she says, listen, if she just testifies about it, let's ruin her because, you know, I'm going to ruin her, make her commit adultery so she'll never become my daughter-in-law. That's what you're talking about? You know, would she think in the Eskadite, the mace ball, you know, she's going to say, you know, she's going to ruin her now because maybe one day her husband will die, meaning, who's her husband? This world's really the stepson, right? It's, you know, Basha's, uh, Reuben is like a stepson to, to this Basha. And uh, then she'll call Yibam and then she'll hate her. And then she hates her now. Although, what do you not say? Toshma, Amr Meis Balivakif Meis Chami. We're going to have a next in Mishnah in Mitzvah and tomorrow's da. The woman says, "My husband died," to which she's believed, and then she says, "Her father-in-law died." Now, testifying about her father-in-law really means testifying about her mother-in-law. We saw in our Mishnah that, you, that mother-in-law and daughter-in-law hate each other. You can't testify about your mother-in-law. So there's a Toshma Amr Meis Balivakif Meis Chami, and then on Tinas says she can get married herself. He looks at because she's believed to say her husband died if it's not a state of war or a war between them. The Chamos also, but she can't to give testimony about her mother-in-law because we're concerned that she hates her mother-in-law and she's going to give false testimony. Why is her mother-in-law Asur? Because we assume, what, that her husband didn't really die, right? And, you know, because think about it. If she says her husband died, then the mother-in-law is no longer her mother-in-law, Right? So why shouldn't she believe about the mother-in-law? Once her husband dies, he's not a mother-in-law anymore. The answer is because presumably because we assume that she's not believed about her husband. When in terms of her mother-in-law, she's not believed about her husband and not believed about her mother-in-law. 
Maybe she's just trying to ruin the mother-in-law. After all, she won't be able to be Mitzayar anymore. So what do you see over here? That a woman does think about the future. In other words, she says, she's, she's, she's thinking about the future, that in the future she won't be able to touch, you know, even though, you know, her husband didn't die. She won't be able to mitzar. So you see a person does think about the future. That's what you see over here. Says the rogish or the gir says the gish latzara. Here it's different because she's already been her mother-in-law. She's already suffered at her hands, so to speak. So in fact, she suffered on her hands. She thinks about the future as well. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to suffer from her anymore. But in our case, where you talk about a possible future mother-in-law, she's not her mother-in-law now, but she's a future mother-in-law. Is a future mother-in-law believed to testify? No proof that she couldn't testify about her. But that's in interesting cases we'll see tomorrow. So you say that she's believed about her own husband, she can get remarried, but she's not believed about the father-in-law. And why is she the father-in-law? Because if, if she's believed about her husband, she's really not her mother-in-law anymore. You understand? She's not her mother-in-law anymore. But uh, then you have only the issue of, uh, of economics. Right. Because That's right. There it's economics. Oh, oh, very good. Okay. So I, I, I pointed out the Rashi before. I want to say, like, take a look at the bottom Rashi. I wanted to point it out before and I get it just here. Me Moscow. Look at the last Rashi. Three lines from the bottom page. Hach in Yavam. This mother of the Yavam, meaning Shimon's mother, right? That she hasn't even fallen even to yet. A date to Dilma Maisbao. Maybe what? Maybe that uh, that Reuben will die. Enough will come the Yavam to fall before before Shimon, her son. The Kochli Gerson and Skevnes will Kukola Meachshav. Therefore, she wants Reuben. I can't show to see Adam Od Lebna. Although the Alpha Gav that Sarah Habolach and the Kan Pashalon. Even though here, Michael. Even though we said that Sarah is a Sarah Bamachka. And what's the case of the Yavim to Anamishna? That's the sister-in-law, right? So her sister will not believe the testimony. She's not a tsara. She's, in other words, Shimon's wife is not believed to talk about Reuben's wife. Why? They're just simply sister-in-laws. They're not tsaras yet. The answer is that she's a tsara. She might, she's a potential tsara. So there you see a potential tsara is not believed. Potential there is deep. The Alpha God, the tsara, she's a future co-wife, a possible future co-wife. She's not believed. Asidus uh, Lavo. Uh, uh, that's the question. Sir Michael's point's very well taken. But there's two issues here. There's a physical issue, you know, they just, just living together, can't standing each other, contention for her husband's uh, attention or whatever. There it's physical. And when it's physical, it's, you know, it's, uh, what does he call it? It's, it's visceral, right, or visceral, right, right. Hassan Saradagoof, it's called. Saradagoof. There you think about the future, but here it's only money. Yeah, you're going to think about that far. We don't know. Let's say one person testifies. You know, Eidachad is not really too Eidim, right? But the Rabbana believed in this case. Eidomer Mace, and she got remarried. And then another came and said he didn't die. Rachel Tosh, she doesn't have to leave because once you believe the first day that she can get remarried, once she remarries, you don't have to leave the marriage based on enough, just one person's testimony. Okay. <laughs> Achat Omeret met, Achat Omeret lo met. 
האם יש הבדל שמה? שהלומד זה באמת לא לא לומד, אלא היא רוצה להכחיש אותה. זה נראה מאוד אם האנשים עצמם אומרים את זה. אבל פה נאמרים על עד. עד אומר מת ונסבוח אברהם הלומד, הרי לא עושה שהיא לא מבינה. למה? כי כשהיא נולדת בבית She should be allowed to get remarried despite the fact that one person comes along and said that he did not die. Because once you accept the first, uh, first aid and said he's dead, they're a bon paskin, the peasant paskin, you can get remarried. Even if she didn't remarry yet, before the second aid comes along and says that he didn't die, you should be allowed to get married. So you're right. If one person says he died and they allowed her to get remarried, and as they get upset, okay, you can get remarried, she doesn't leave not lotes from the marriage she doesn't go out from her first tether so this is a very big chiddush if one person once says he died and the one said you can get remarried that's what she can get remarried even if before she gets remarried another guy comes along and says no he didn't die you can't marry no we've already accepted you're not two guys you're only one one is not believed when we pass him we pass him based on the first person's testimony they believe him he's like two Adam that's the chiddush Adam or Mess let's say one guy said died then she, then she has to leave the marriage. Two people say she didn't die. Shita, they ain't brought up Of course, one guy can't be believed in the place of two. One person said he died. And she got remarried. And then what? Two people say he didn't die. She's got to leave the marriage because he didn't die. What's the Kiddush? Nebshita, ain't brought up Shalach Shnaim. So, Lotzricha, the Psuli Edus. The Kiddush we're speaking about is the Psuli Edus where the Adam came along and said that he did not die or not regular Adam. They're like women or people who are apostles. Ukur Mechemi, the time of Mechemi Omer, Komak Mishimita Torah Eid Echad. Whenever the Torah believed one aid, meaning a one aid is really possible for aidus, but whenever the Torah believed him, ha chacharov deis, you go both the rov deis, and as you go both most opinions, you don't look at, you don't, it's not automatic that you accept the first guy. You go both rov deis, but also shtei nashim b'yishecha, two women against one man. It's kishnei nashim b'yishecha. It's like two men against one man. In other words, just like two men against one man, two men always win. Two women against one man also wins them. Because since the Eidechon is a apostle Eidus anyway, one is not the... Even two women are believed. So therefore the Chiddush over here is, if you allow her to get remarried based on testimony of one guy, and then two women come along and say that he did not say, you accept the two women. That's the Chiddush over here. Obviously, two men against one man would be nothing. The one guy would be nothing. The Chiddush is even two women against one man would be believed. If the first guy, the Eidechon, was an Eid Kosher... If he was a kosher, no, then he's accepted. Then he's accepted. Even if the hundred women come afterwards, they're only considered like one man, and they can't and, and they can't overpower him, and she'd be able to stay in the marriage. And not only that, if it pass, if it doesn't pass, like we said, based on on one and one aid, 
that's like two, even if they were not to tibi nase, not eat tiruli nase, a hundred women wouldn't be able to take that away. But speaking of here is where a woman gave testimony first, not a kosher aid. And in a case like that, the Tisler of the Chemi this is how you have to explain the Chemi Torah, the Torah believes one aid, one aid, Two women against one man is But if two women against one man is like fifty-fifty, like the first case in the Mishnah, and the first and the second guy, the second uh, group would not be able to overpower the first group. So according to the way we come out at the end here, is that the Mishnah is speaking about when it says she got married based on one guy, one testimony, and then two people came and said she's. She's uh, that the first, that the husband did not die and she must leave it. It's speaking about where two women came now and the first testimony was one woman. That's the chiddush. If if it was two men came along, obviously two men come along and said he's not dead. You believe them? She has to leave the marriage. Chiddush is two women came along, and what was the first testimony? So according to the second shot, now we're saying is the first testimony was a man. A man came along. He gave testimony. A kosher aid. He's accepted. The only way he's knocked off is with two kosher aid him afterwards. But if two women come along afterwards, it's like another guy comes along and once they gave her heter, no, no way. But if the first testimony was a woman, and woman is accepted, if you have no other, nothing else, a woman comes along and says, he's mutter to get married, the husband died, and then two women came along and said, she's, that he did not die, you accept two women because it's two against one. Even though she already got remarried. The last case of mission was, if two people say he died, and she got remarried, and then one person come along and say, no, he didn't die, so obviously she stays in the marriage. That's a double portion. Two women said, two men said, two, two people said, she, he's dead. And she got remarried already. Now one person come along and he's not dead. Why should you even think that the one person has some validity? The answer again, the Kiddush is the Psuliatis are all apostles, they're all like women, like the Chemiyah. And you go Basarabdeus, and it's two against one. Hainuach, that's the face, is the first case. Then you go Basar, when, when they're all apostles, when they're all women, you go Basar, the majority here, you go Basarabdeus. Meaning what? If one lady came along and said he can get married, then two women come along and say afterwards after she after he, she married already, two women come along and say no, he didn't die, the husband didn't die. So oh, you go the chumrah and you have to leave, make her leave the marriage. Maybe you'll go of us is only the chumrah, leave the marriage, be machmer, don't stay in the marriage. but over here to allow her to stay married, two women come along and say she's marriageable, that her husband died, and one comes along and said that he didn't die, so you might say, okay, where do you go, Basarov days when they're puzzled, Lekula, but this is, uh, but this is a Kula, you're allowing her to stay in the marriage, no, when you believe 1A, this is what Rebbe said, whenever the Torah believe 1A, you go Basarov days and they're all Pesulim, like here where it's two women against one, whether it's two again, two one four, two one against, you always go Basarov days. Says the Mishnah, two women who are Tzaras to one another, two co-wives, two co-wives, they come along and they say that their husband, one says the husband's dead, one says he's not dead, right? Zusho Maris Mace, the one who says he died, Tinase Vititok Subasa. The one who says he's dead, she says, she can get remarried and she takes her ksuba, because he's dead, right? As we saw in the previous mission, that they still, we, they still was motivated by Sham, she gets her ksuba. The Zusho Maris Lomace, Lo Tinase Vititok the one who says he didn't die, cannot get married and cannot get her ksuba, right? Because she says her husband didn't die. That seems, makes sense, even though obviously he's either dead or not dead. But the woman's belief. This is a wife. Each wife is believed to say her own thing. Let's say one says he died in bed, and one says he was killed in a car crash or a gun or something or a war. Right? Uh, well, not really. Uh, either. Now let's say. Let's say not a war because a war you know, is not believed. Since they contradict one another, neither one can get married. They can't. Neither one can get remarried because they're both giving testimony, and the contradiction is contradictory. Why wouldn't Rameir argue in the first case too? 
when one says he died, one says he didn't. Remeyer says if if they just disagree about the circumstances of death, neither one can get remarried. So why wouldn't he say in the first case where one says he died, one says he didn't die? Why wouldn't he disagree there? So tomorrow we'll discuss that. Maybe Rabbi Meir argues in the first case as well. Rabbi Omer, no, Rabbi Yehuda Shimon Shenkan. They both agree that he's dead. This question is simply: Did he die with a bullet or did he die of a sickness? Right? So you know, so they can both get remarried because they both say that he's dead. Let's say an aide, not the woman, but an aide says he died and aide said he didn't die. Or Because this is simply contrary grace. I We said in the first Mishnah that once an aide comes along, you believe him no matter what the second one says. The answer this is speaking about where where before you gave up sock, they both came together. Before you were matra to get married, if the bezin paskin, based on one testimony, based on one aid, that you can get remarried, then you accept it, that's it. Then another aid can't come and ruin it. Even uh, even as we saw in the initial, that even even women couldn't come along. Even a number of women couldn't take away from the aid after the aid was kosher. But here it's speaking about where simply two people came to court. One said he died, one simply didn't die, or a woman came, then she shouldn't get remarried. Let's just see the Gemara, because we, we have another minute or two. Time at Amr Lomas, you said to me, let's say in the first case one wife said he died one said he didn't die now let's say so, so the one who said he didn't die can't get remarried right but let's say she didn't say he didn't get died let's say she's, she didn't say that right there's two women Leah and Rachel Leah says he died Rachel doesn't say anything Leah can get remarried he can excuse me he can we learned in the mission of that, that she's not believed about Yitzhara. You, she's No, Yitzhara is one of the cases you're not believed. You can't, be, you, can't, you can't get married based on the testimony of your co-wife. Rachel is a co-wife of Leah. Leah herself, she can get testimony of herself, she can get remarried. But how can she be about Rachel? So even if Rachel does not say Lome, the answer is no. The truth is, she couldn't get married either that way. Also, even if she was even if she was quiet, also she couldn't get married. She can't get married based on the testimony of her co-wife. But listen to this. When she said lomet, I might think the truth is he really died. She is mechavin to ruin her the tzara who said met. What happened over here? This one wants to get remarried. Leah wants to get remarried. So Rachel wants just to, just to ruin. Her. No, no, he didn't die. And I'm not going to let you get remarried. What is he really? She's really saying, yeah, he died, but you've got a new husband over there. I don't. Maybe that's what he's trying to say. Now, as I might think, if she was quiet, fine. Of course, she can't give testimony to Rachel. The chiddush is over here is that that even if she says Lomet, Lomet is like trying to say, no, you can't get remarried. So she's trying to ruin her and the truth is maybe she did really die and even Rachel should be able to get remarried based on that because it's just hatred that allows her to say it. Come on, we don't say that. Lomet, she's simply saying Lomet. So she's not believed about herself and but but uh, Leah wouldn't be believed about Rachel either. The next Gemara says, Achaz or Meir says, Why is Meir arguing the Reisha? Why is Meir only where one says he died with a bullet and one says he died with a sickness? Why doesn't he argue, argue the Reisha also once is met, once is loved? You're right, he does argue with the first case also. The Chiddush he's telling you is even when the Machlokas was about a bullet or this, also he says he can't get married there at all, even though they both agreed that he's dead. You could even say what that the Meish goes like a mayor. Why? Even Rameir's motor in the case where he says Lomet and Net, that what? 
that one can get the one that says met get married motive. Why? The cholomet the edus isha lavakoshi. When he says lomet, that's not a koshi. We don't accept a woman when he says lomet because, like you said, isn't that like high? Isn't like high? Because we don't accept it when a, when a woman when a husband woman comes along and says her husband died. Rabbanu believe the first one. Lomet is just trying to uh, be makasher because she's the tzara. Tanan edomet. What about the last part of the mission? Edomet edomet lomet isha meret meret isha lomet. It's possible even that you could be a co-wife. How raised a little tunase? You shouldn't get married. So basically, when a mayor loves her stomach or mayor, the stomach goes like her mayor. That's what a blazer said. Stomach goes like a mayor. The low met met. Either way, neither one can get married. El Rabbi Elchanan Kasher, but according to Rabbi Elchanan, it's Kasher because according to Rabbi Elchanan, Rabbi Elchanan said that a mayor's motive in this case, where one says he died, one says he didn't die, that the one who says he died could get married, and the other says can't get married. So it's a Kasher lechol Rabbi Elchanan. But at the end of the day, the Rosh Paskins like this, like this last guy in Rameir, that a mayor's motive in the first case, that Isha met met, you believe her, and the one says Lomet, you don't believe, you don't believe her because you believe the first one, not the second one. All right. Uh, I'll be in the I'll be in the USA. Uh, fortunately, I have to travel, so I'll be gone for the next eight days. The next year, I'm sorry, I'll be missing the Seum, but some others will be missing it as well. The next year will be a week from Thursday. I'm travel. I'll be I'll be arriving back next Wednesday, so the next year will be a week from Thursday. Subis Daf Hey will be where we pick it up from there. Subis Daf Hey, a week from Thursday.